Street Champs, come get put on. Today I'm in here with a very special pair of guests, Fox Royale. How you guys doing today? We're doing well, man. How are you? Great, man. Living life, living good. Good. Uh, let's let's get into some names. What what are, what are you guys' names? My name is Nathan Hurley. Nathan Hurley. My name's Caleb Hurley. Caleb Hurley. You guys yeah. you guys are brothers, right? We are. Who's older? I am the older one. Yep. And then Caleb's Caleb's my youngest sibling. Younger. Mm. Yeah. Got oh. two sisters as well, but they're not in the band. Man, they yeah. couldn't make it. No, no, they got lives. So. <laughs> how, how old are you guys? Twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty two. Twenty two. I'm twenty six as well. Nice. What what month? May. Okay, so I'm like a month older than you then. Oh, really? April 7th, yep. Damn, man. Old man. I'm going to run for mayor too, man. No. You should. <laughs> of, of, uh, I'm old enough, Of apparently. Missouri. <laughs> of, yeah. That'd be funny. That's awesome. All right, so um, for the people that don't know you guys, can you guys just give the people a quick, brief description of your band and what you guys do? Yeah. We are a rock band from Joplin, Missouri. Uh, we're like a touring indie rock band. We're mostly about our live show. We really like playing a live show in front of a, an audience. Uh, we put music out on Spotify and we write all of our own music, uh, but we're really we just love touring. So mm. we're playing you know 100 150 dates a year right now. This is year three of being in a band. Wow! And uh, we're just out in Colorado this week. So uh, what else? What else about our band? What do uh, we sound like? We we sound like a little bit of Vampire Weekend, a little bit of the Killers, maybe a little bit of uh, Cage the Elephant. Yeah, uh, Weezer, big mm. influence in my heroes. Yeah. Um, but with some of those old school harmonies, like uh, Simon and Garfunkel, or the Beach and the Everly Boys, Brothers, yeah, or the Beatles, yeah, wow, that's yeah. yeah, I, I would say we sound just like the Beatles. No. Just, <laughs> I, like them. I think Caleb nailed it. He was right. <laughs> that's cool. Very unique. Um, all right, so uh, before we get all into the music stuff, I wanna I wanna go back. You guys aren't that old, but I wanna go back into your guys's childhood and stuff. Where, what city in Missouri did you say again? So I was born in Joplin, Missouri. Joplin, Missouri. You yep. said it was famous for a huge tornado. Huge tornado. In like 2011, a uh, tornado wiped out like a mile of the town, basically. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Was your house in it? No, we moved there a year after that happened. I was born there, oh. and then I spent 10 years uh, outside uh, Washington, D.C., uh, in Annapolis, Maryland. Oh. And that's where I spent most of my childhood. And then high school and college, I was in back in Joplin. Were you guys so. together? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Caleb was in like junior was, high, or yeah, I was I was eleven when we moved to Joplin. Yeah, we both so he spent home. like the first half of his life in in Maryland. So, yeah, mm. yeah. for sure. And then the tornado happened like six months before we moved there. Came back, and uh, my mom actually lives in the area that got hit. Like her house is pretty old, but right behind her, it's all new houses because it all got wiped out by like this huge tornado. So oh, yeah. yeah, that's scary. Did a bunch of people? I'm sure that a bunch of people died. Yeah, yeah, actually, lots. our uh, our brother-in-law, former former, former brother-in-law. brother-in-law. Yeah, well, we don't need to unpack that. <laughs> no, but, but he uh, is our former brother-in-law. Yeah, my brother-in-law. No. Our former brother-in-law was actually uh, before we met him, he was in a coma for uh, was something like nine months. Cinder block the... hit him right in the face. Oh yeah. my gosh, maybe he deserved it if he's former brother-in-law. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's not, not what I'm gonna that. say. But... We're not here to talk about that. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Time but, is uh, not linear. Hey, you know, it's possible that. That the the world and God knew. What Sometimes was what comes around goes around. <laughs> yeah, but let's not talk about him. His name's Malachi. Yeah. Malachi. <laughs> Just get into it. What do you want to know? <laughs> no, we won't get into that. Um, all right. So what kind of what kind of kids were you guys? You know, how were you guys in school growing up? It's kind of weird. Like our dad being with us today in the studio. Uh, we were probably the best kids, Shout out dad. man. Uh, <laughs> Pretty well behaved. I had a conscience that would get me in trouble all the time. 
because I would still do bad things, and then I would always tell on myself. Really? Like, always, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, one time my dad sent me to bed early, so I snuck out of my bedroom and grabbed his toothbrush, and I dunked it in the toilet and then put it back. And then I went to bed and couldn't sleep, and I went down while he was watching television and was like, hey, Dad, I just got to tell you, I I was mad at you earlier. I put your toothbrush in the toilet. Don't brush your teeth with it. So it just, and then it was like, I kind of got in trouble a little bit, but also, uh, he, you know, nothing happened. You know, it wasn't really a great revenge plan. So uh, that kind of thing was like my whole childhood was like doing something wrong and then apologizing for it before I got caught. Yeah. That was like my whole, that's, uh, that sums up how I am as an adult too, actually. I just put it in a song and then uh, that's my confession. So. Yeah. I mean, at least you to- at least you told him oh yeah yeah i can't i can't lie for for long uh, so yeah i was a, i was a pretty good child i never got busted for anything really got away with everything yeah wow. <laughs> what, what were yeah. you what were you getting into hard drugs no. <laughs> uh parties i i cheated in math and latin for like four years straight and i got really good grades and, and dad uh, this is the first you're hearing of this probably right <laughs> no i got i got i did get busted when i was like 16 for cheating in math after like four years of doing it oh wow and uh yeah i didn't like you know fake my way into a degree a degree or anything so i'm cool sharing this but yeah they can't take away your ged yeah <laughs> oh you, you guys didn't did you graduate you didn't graduate high school I, I took a ged out of my sophomore year which i did pass oh, without wow. cheating so by the standards of so the state of Missouri, by the cheat. standards of the state of Missouri, I am smart enough to have a high school diploma. <laughs> <laughs> so you left school when you were what, like 16 then? Yes. Yeah. Why exactly? Uh, I was in a different band and it <laughs> wasn't really going anywhere, but I was convinced it was going to. Huh. Uh, so I, I, I doubled down and uh, then I joined this band and we were we, bo- we were both in that band yeah uh, i dropped out of college and uh oh wow convinced my parents and caleb to like let caleb finish early and get out of school and then he hit the road with me and as soon as i dropped out i booked like a month-long tour of just playing the worst shows you can imagine uh but yeah. i was told that i had to play 200 shows a year to get a record deal so i was like okay and i went out and played you know 150 shows back in like 2018 2017 and uh that band didn't really i mean you could say they didn't go anywhere, but we are half of that band. We are half of and, that uh, band. And Fox Royale now is having a good a good and run. Look at so, us now. Yeah, you guys are on Street now. Champs. <laughs> we're on Street Champs. We're in Pueblo. Uh, we're playing. Uh, we're playing Bruce Ale House. So uh, it actually is going really well. Compare, especially when you compare it to what guys. In comparison, we're killing it. Yeah. <laughs> I used to play outside of State Farm. Uh, I did. That was the worst show that I can remember. Like State Farm, like just the insurance. Yeah, like an insurance yeah, yeah. agency. And it wasn't like yeah. they were sponsoring the show. There was like a frozen yogurt place next door, and they were nice enough to book us and pay us. But then we set up at 2 p.m. on a strip mall sidewalk, and we would have to move out of the way whenever people needed to get into the state farm. So wow. uh, we were basically busking. Yeah, like, but like with a full sound system and drum kit, and yeah. uh, it was a weird, it was a weird time. But it counted, and then enough doors got opened because of all the dumb things we were doing back then. Uh, that uh, now, now we get to play actual shows and clubs that are cool. So, wow, yeah, that's crazy. Um, convincing your little brother to to graduate early you do you regret doing that i, I don't regret convincing no. <laughs> you don't regret no dude yourself? i got to drop out before i got to those sats then there was no hiding it then so <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's what this band's about yeah, yeah just getting by no yeah <laughs> man 
So you all right? So what what were you going to college for? Um, biblical justice. So I was trying to figure out how to do social justice work uh, with nonprofits and cities. I was really set on moving to New York um, back in the day, and. Uh, I just wanted to do it with like a biblical perspective. Basically, I had a free ride to a Christian school, ah. and uh, I wanted to do biblical justice. That was uh, my favorite professor. Uh, he's still there, Shane Wood. He was the guy that I wanted to uh, study under. I just liked his whole worldview and his perspective on everything. I was like, this guy is, I think he's right, or more right than most people I've talked to. Mm. Um, but then I was, <laughs> I think I was 20 credits from graduating, and I dropped out. Uh, and then during COVID, I went back and got even closer to graduating. And then we got offered another tour. So college for me is always like plan C. Um, and I haven't even picked a plan B yet, but I'd just rather do something else than college. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, my wife actually works at the school now, and she's the director of admissions. So um, you, you should go to Ozark. Be. If you're listening to this, you should go to Ozark Christian College. <laughs> but I didn't uh, for long. I, I dropped out. But no, it was cool. I, I, got a, I got a good education. And, you know, the guy opening for us tonight, Kendall, met him there as well. Oh. And met people in Seattle the other day that were graduates of the college and just far-reaching school. It's weird, like yeah. this small little school in Joplin. Yeah, I mean, you seem pretty sharp, so like... Oh, thank you. Maybe maybe Missouri's GEDs or something, you know? Yeah. Oh, we got the best GEDs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you, if you take your GED at uh, Missouri Southern State University... You bring your iPhone. Uh, you, can get, <laughs> you can get a 27 on the math part of it and still pass <laughs> at 27 out of what a hundred <laughs> oh my god he did he really did cheat on his math for four years <laughs> what's like the what's like the ranking of like public education in missouri you know like what's the Pretty smartest good what's the smartest <laughs> state in the nation pretty uh, sure it's got to be us it's yeah, like us yeah. or massachusetts maybe i don't know like, definitely texas yeah <laughs> wow yeah so what time at what age did you guys uh pick up music I was uh, 12. I was 9. Yeah. I, yeah, I took drum lessons for 7 years. Oh wow. And then I took uh banjo lessons for oh, wow. a year. Then I took one introductory uh college course uh to learn how to play keys. And now I'm a bass player. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I started when I was 12. Uh as I understand it, which I would just say this story confidently, but since you're here, I'm like, well, this is just what I remember, was uh, they weren't sure what to get me for my 12th birthday. So my dad went out like the day before, the morning of my birthday, my 12th birthday, and got me a guitar from a music shop up the street and also signed me up for like a month of lessons. Nice. And um, just took to it immediately and just played for hours and hours. I tried to play piano before that, hated it. I hated drums too, um, which is a bummer. I wish I had learned drums now as a songwriter. I wish I could like write drum parts, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, they got me a guitar, and I had never asked for one, never thought about playing guitar, had never really been in like interested in music. My sisters were the singers. Uh, I was all about like baseball back then, and then I started playing it like crazy, and I had a really cool teacher who didn't worry about music theory or notes. He just taught me songs that I liked, mm. and I was hooked immediately, and then I think we probably started our first band, uh, my sibling band, when I was like 14, so it was like two years after I started playing. Oh, wow, so. a sibling band. So it was all four of you guys? Uh, yeah, that was an even earlier band. We played, like, the local farmer's market, like, six times. That was that was pretty much the run of that band. But uh, And then a lot of family reunions, and we were called Sadie's Dollar. So that was with our sister singing and Caleb on drums and me on acoustic guitar. So, yeah. And I'm surprised, honestly. Like, that was uh, 
that was a tough like first experience in the band because we didn't get to name the band. So we were kind of along for the ride back then. So we were kind of like, we're the, the, the guys in charge of our band now. Yeah. But back then, we were the guys who were told what to do. And then we didn't sing. We didn't really get to pick the songs. Uh, our sisters did because they were the ones singing them. All covers. And it, yeah, it was, uh, it was very tense and very much a family band. And if you like family bands historically are full of tension. So the fact that after that band was over, that we were like, we should start another band, um, is kind of surprising. But, but look at us now. Yeah, you said so. There's, there's more of band members. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just the four of us as siblings, and then on our new band or guys on a bus was our second band. That was like high school and college. Um, guys on a bus, yes sir. Oh, that's a big one. Jeez. Shout out Rocky Mountain Blaze. Mention Rocky Street Mountain Gems. Blaze. Rocky Thank Mountain you. Blaze. Get fifteen percent off. But um, how many members are in Fox Royale? Um. Well, Caleb and I own it, so it's mostly me and Caleb. We've had a lot of guys come and go uh, that I love dearly. Um, Evan Todd helped us start the band, and Davis Drake wrote a lot of our first songs together with those guys. Man, but, you guys are fast. You guys pass that around fast. You guys <laughs> puff on it for a second. But um, so four? Is that four? Oh, it's, it's kind of opening. Oh, yeah, I see that here. You want to fix that yeah, for me? I'm really bad at that. I gotcha. But, yeah, so – four band members originally and then as they have left uh, marriage kids that kind of thing happens pretty early in life in the midwest uh evan got married when he was like 23 and he's got two kids now and he was our drummer one of my best friends from high school and um davis got married and is back in college now but caleb and i just we, we've kind of just been like no plan b because if you have a plan a plan b you're gonna take it yeah and uh if you got too many plans on the calendar you're not going to be available for shows so we don't really do anything other than this, unless we know for a fact that there will not be shows. Like Christmas and New Year's, usually, we're free to go wherever we want, go on vacation, that kind of thing. But other than that, we're every vacation plan we make with family, friends, every even other people's weddings sometimes, we're just like, yeah, we'll be there, you know, unless anybody in the world asks us to come play music, mm-hmm. and then we just go do that instead. And that mentality does not work for everybody, but... It's working pretty well for us, and we really like it, and we get to play a lot of gigs this way. We get to meet a lot of cool people and um, be in new places. Like uh, Pueblo was just like a name of a town until we got here, and uh, we were like, this place is awesome. <laughs> so, um, but, but yeah, so I, I feel like uh, that was kind of like – that's the reason we've had so much um, like changeover. And lately we just have like a rotating group of players. Like all of my – like my best friends in Nashville and Joplin – and uh, I'm trying to think where else we have buddies. That, oh, Seattle. Our new drummer is flying in from Seattle. Um, just guys that have nothing else going on that will prevent them from saying yes to shows. Because mm-hmm. we really don't like being like, oh, I was going to be off that day. That was always a point of tension. If like a vacation came up or like a big show. Like we're seeing the Avid Brothers at Red Rocks this week. We almost, we didn't get it, but we almost got to open for the Avid Brothers uh, in Iowa. Oh, wow. Like a year ago. And we didn't get it. But a couple guys had wanted that day off, and I was like, yeah. But as a band, a nobody band from Missouri, when a show like that pops up, you just say yes. Yeah. And you go, you get in the car and you drive there, no matter where it is. Um, and they were like, well, I was going to go to the lake that day. And one of them was like, oh, I was going to move into my new house that week. So I was like, yeah, but like you can always move into a house. The lake's always going to be there. But the Avid Brothers show um, is a one-time deal, you know? So that's kind of like um, – We've learned to not be like angry about it, but mostly we're also like not going to compromise on that kind of thing. And that's mm-hmm. just not every band likes to live that way. Some bands don't believe in playing shows at all. Um, but I'd rather play shows and never write another song than stay at home writing all the time. So I don't know how Caleb feels, but that's that's, that's my tangent. Yeah, I, I, I agree. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think I, uh, s- I sign off on all that. Really? Yeah. You know, finding people that are um, dedicated enough to drop everything at the drop of you know, you know, the drop of a hat. Say, oh, we're gonna go play this show for undisclosed amount of dollars. That's that's pretty rare for just to just to kind of with with anyone to do anything. Not everyone's gonna be as dedicated to your band as you guys are. True. That, that's just human nature. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and honestly, getting accepting that and not being mad about it has been tricky um, because sometimes it's like, why don't you believe in me? <laughs> um, but at the same time, like learning that, like even like when you have a booking agent or a manager or even like a, we, we've been blessed enough to have like a small record label, like take us on. But even then, it's like, oh, these guys are going to make us the next thing. And what we heard from every band that's doing anything cool, they're like, you can't wait for anyone else to go get it for you. You just have to go out there and get it. And then use whatever resources come along, any partners that come along the way, like utilize that relationship. But you can't wait for them to go get the door open for you. You got to go and do it yourself. And I think that's kept us going, keeps us like in good spirits. And then we get to celebrate the wins because we're like, yeah, we did this. You know, like it's not like, I mean, it's luck, but also not quitting opens you up to the possibility of all the luck in the world. So, yeah. Um, it's been cool and it was a nice like change of thought process I used to think that if you got a record label you'd just be done you'd be like alright cool they're just gonna like do all of it for you they're just gonna give you like $10,000 a month to just hang do out nothing. with yeah, yeah. so <laughs> you guys are currently signed right now? we are yeah. signed to a small a small record label uh, Volcano of Sound it used to be War Road Music and way back when when I was a kid it was Drive Through Records mm-hmm. uh, so a lot of the pop punk bands Warped Tour bands like that Newfound Glory was like one of their big ones um, but yeah, Richard and Stephanie out in Nashville, they just, they liked our band enough to be like, yeah, we're going to help you out. So, wow. uh, and they've been super helpful ever since some of our best friends now, which is also rare. I've heard like with record labels, like them becoming your friends outside of the business partnership is kind of a, not normal. So they're the best. I like it better this way than what I've heard on like horror stories. <laughs> yeah. Nashville. That's the, that's the Mecca music right now. I've talked to a lot of people going to Nashville. That's, yeah, that seems like the it is. Everyone's leaving LA. Yeah. Yep. L- yeah. L- Austin too is popping. We have not played Austin, Texas. No. Since Guys on a Bus is like my old band's mm-hmm. first show when I was like sixteen. That was the last time we went to Austin. Oh well. Um, I want to go back though. It's popping off. Yeah. My cousin works for Tesla out there. He That's said cool. the Cyber Trucks are rolling out. Oh, sorry. Really. <laughs> um. So you said you played two hundred shows this last year. Um, we played about 100 last year. Oh, 100 last year. Okay. We, okay. Our aim is always 200. Um, now that That's we have insane. an agent and some representation, we're, we are you know, obligated to put out a certain number of songs, so we spend more time in the studio. But, yeah, about 80 to 120. That's kind of our sweet spot for shows. How do you guys get into these shows? Uh, Brandon. Our, yeah, Brandon. Brandon's just this guy. <laughs> yeah, he used to be in Chicago, but now he's Indianapolis Brandon. Um, and Brandon emails everybody, and I don't know what he says. I've never seen the email. Uh, whatever he's sending to people though, they're like, yeah, we'll take them. This is how much we'll pay them. And we'll put them up in, sometimes they'll, they'll put us up in hotels, you know, they'll feed us, whatever. And we just get this insanely good job where we get to go play music in, even when there's not great money, a lot of times there is like a pretty good check and that keeps us going, you know, like, um, you know, we make probably what servers make in the Midwest, like, like waiters and dining service, that kind of thing. But uh, for us, we're like, yeah, we could do this instead, though. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but Brandon gets us like I like this week. We had one show in Inglewood last night, and that was the only thing we were supposed to do in Colorado this year. Uh, was that show? We didn't have anything else booked. But I wanted to go see Wilder Woods open for the Avid Brothers on uh, tomorrow night. So I texted Brandon. I was like, Hey, man, can you get us a show on the seventh and the ninth somewhere in the Denver area? And he just sent out an email blast and got a couple offers back. And now we're in Brews Ale House. And then we're playing in a uh, Goose Town Tavern on Sunday night. 
So it's just it's really cool. You know, we're gonna see a Packers game in September. And we were like, hey man, like we're gonna be up there for these two Packers games. Can you book us shows on the way there and during the the thing? So we yeah. just gave them the dates we want. So it's it's kind of cool when you're when you got a good relationship with everybody that, that believes in the band. Yeah, you kind of get to make these special requests. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'll yeah. Play it one more time. Yeah, man, that sounds that sounds like a dream right there. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course, man. And you guys got some stuff to go home with. Thank you. What was the company again? Rocky, Rocky Mountain, Mountain Blaze. Blaze. Rocky Mountain Blaze. Rocky yep. Mountain Blaze. Rocky Mountain Blaze. Mm. <laughs> Respect. Um, you guys have any sponsors for the tours or anything? You guys? How you guys? No. no? <laughs> uh, Weaver Speakers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me my amp. They're yes. awesome. Yeah. What's their name? Uh, Weber. W e b e r. They make yep. great speakers. They do. That's my bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually did get a brief sponsorship with Liquid Death. Shout oh. out Liquid Death and Philly on the Rocks on Instagram. Please send me more Liquid Death. Did, did Celsius send you something? <laughs> no. Did they they liked a couple videos, but they yeah. haven't. I really like Celsius too. I don't know how sponsorships work, but you should send me some Celsius. Send us stuff. <laughs> <laughs> get in contact with a representative, typically on their website. Okay. It's all from there, man. Just, just beg. I mean, no, show your content. You know, show your show your Instagram, show your YouTube, show your Insta- uh, Spotify, you know, cool. all that. Okay. You'll get there. I'm going to do also that see if they have any pets and just kidnap them and be like, hey, man, you can yeah. give me some Celsius. Exactly. If you or want I'm going to kill this cat. Nothing oh, my gosh. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you're just going to keep the cat. I'm going to keep the cat for myself. Because <laughs> I love cats. But if it comes <laughs> to that. <laughs> my so, brother has man, nothing against cats. I so want to get it. sponsored by Celsius. <laughs> that bad. So is this the guy that's sending out the email blast? Is he driving as well, or no? Oh, who's no, driving? No, no. Um, all of us. All of us. Yeah. All, okay. All of you guys. Yeah, we had a stupid thing recently that Brandon actually said we shouldn't do. So this is not his fault. Uh, we were gonna play in New Mexico, and then we had like two or three weeks off, which we could have just gone home and relaxed. Uh, but instead, I was like, we're already out, kind of west, so we should just go to California and go all the way up to Washington and Oregon, and then play Utah. And he was like, okay, but. I, I booked that, and he's like, you know, I don't know if it's a great idea, but you can do it if you want to. So we did that, and it was a lot of fun, but he was right. Like, it was hard and, you know, not probably the best business move we ever made. But then we got a, an offer for a show in Detroit and a show in Toronto, like, right after the Salt Lake show. Oh, wow. So we went out west on the run that I was I kind of just put together with friends, and then we drove 27 hours to Detroit. Detroit. And then we played Toronto, which is only four hours from there. But then our next show was Denver last night. So then we drove 22 hours, like straight through, right after. And that's the, in the past seven days, we've driven like 60, 70 hours probably. Oh, wow. So and yeah. is it a van? What is it? SUV with a trailer attached. Wow. We got a hybrid. Uh, we learned that vans and buses get terrible gas mileage uh, by owning them. And it was just like six miles per gallon. And now we get 25 to 30 with a hybrid SUV. Mm-hmm. Um, with a little like U-Haul trailer attached to it, so that's working actually a lot better than any vehicle we've ever had. So, how's like how's the driving relationships? You know, how's the sitting next to each other for that's hours great. and hours? Yeah, you guys don't get watch, tired of each other. We watch. <laughs> I think you should leave, but with Tim Robinson, just on repeat. Uh, curb your enthusiasm, drivers listening, not watching. We're safe drivers, but uh, yeah, we've watched. I think all of it's always sunny. Yep. Um, what else? We do, do get along, to... but yes, there are definitely fights. A lot of fights. Uh, mostly whenever you're, like, you drive for five hours. That's the shift. Mm-hmm. And, the like, on the way from here to, from Canada to here, uh, we didn't have, 
one of our guys. He didn't have a passport, so he couldn't get into Canada, so we just flew to Denver. Oh, wow. Um, which, in retrospect, I should have been like, no, like, you're going to drive five hours, <laughs> so that would make it easier. But uh, live and learn. But, yeah, so five hours, then it's Caleb's turn, and then Chase, our, ba- our drummer, uh, then it's his turn. So ten hours later, it's the middle of the night. It's my turn to drive again, and I'm asleep in the back. And when they wake, when you wake anybody up and say, "Hey, you have to drive for five hours right now," uh, it's never like what, what anybody wants to hear out of a dead sleep. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the other day, I was the most angry I've been in years. Probably it was when I woke up and I was like, "Really? How is this possible?" Because I, I had done bad math. I was like, "No, there's 20 hours. There's three of us, five hours each. I should only have to drive once." <laughs> so uh, it didn't add up at all. And I ended up like driving first so I could have the nice shift. And then six or five in the morning it was my turn again so i was just angry and fuming and went for a walk and then got back in the car and we kept driving and i was good after that but yeah it's it's a lot of time in a car man um gotta find some good podcasts and really good playlists yeah definitely yeah. who are you guys listening to on the road right now or just in general lord haran a lot phoebe bridgers lately uh avid brothers tomorrow so i've been listening to some avid brothers and then the script uh their first album like uh i don't even know what it's called but uh, uh, break even probably, goodness. or just the script. I think it's their first album. But back in two thousand eight, they I had can a picture. S- the album art yeah. isn't that like a trophy or something? No, that's Hall of Fame. It's a different one. Oh uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, a lot of the script. What are you listening to? You got headphones. So. I I don't even know. I listen to a <laughs> I just listen to a lot of old country music, uh, like uh, George Strait and uh, Conway Twitty. George Jones too, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Johnny Cash, like the old stuff. Wow. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, that's just happened over this last week. I know why. He's writing a comic. Hey, you, are. Right. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You are writing a comic, yeah, and he's he's it. writing a western. Uh, okay. He's writing a western. Yeah. And, uh, is this off limits? No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> no, because he asked us if there's anything we, we wanted we didn't want to talk about. I didn't say anything. So, so I was so. going to bring up. So. Yeah. Let's do it. Do you have it? I I don't have it. Oh, uh, He's written like three issues written, though. It's, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, and it's, a, it's I don't actually good. That's nice of you to say. But you it's not like a, he's my brother good. Like he said, you want to read this, and I was like, Ugh, okay. <laughs> and then I read it, and it was awesome. Like, like it's like Robert Kirkman kind of style, like Walking Dead mm. or Invincible. Like it's that vibe. He is my a, hero. But it's a cowboy, so it's just spaghetti cool. western. You draw yeah. it too. I do not draw. Oh. That's the big hang-up. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> we've got some. You got some guys trying to find someone who uh, loves it as much as I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. AI, bro. Just use AI. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, just put that picture script in AI. Be like, give you know, me photos I, for this. I mentioned that once, and a friend of mine jumped down my throat for it. Yeah, an artist, right? That yeah. wasn't willing to do that, it. Himself. I was like, well, do you want to do it? He was like, no, but you shouldn't use a let a robot do it. No. Like you're taking a job from an artist, and it's like, well, I'm not gonna pay anybody for it. So <laughs> yeah, you know how cool it would be though to have an AI generated graphic novel. You should totally do that, and, and it's could, all in your hands. Yeah, you make like little tweaks. It's like you'd be like, all right, but make it like darker yeah or make but, it yeah, lighter it's just like not like real art though dude no, i don't think that though. at all i yeah. don't think that at all i think ai is totally cool you, yeah. you should like, seriously do this though this is a good idea yeah, you know think about it i'll do it i'm just gonna take your script <laughs> make it myself i'll be like no i wrote this with ai <laughs> yeah. so you know i'll let an ai write it too <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think that's why a lot of the writers are in in uh, california are on strike right now yeah because ai really they, yeah they, is that why they were bringing them into the writers rooms and they I mean, obviously, they were afraid they would take their jobs, which it's going to. So the thing is that the AI isn't going to take your job. The person who's using the AI is. So if you want to get ahead of it, 
Use and you AI. need to write a script. Just say, hey, write this script and be like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just need like a new bottom line for new writers. Yeah. Writers with no expectations who don't know how Hollywood works. That's what you need. That's true. We actually were there. We were in L.A. a few weeks ago. Mm. And I was driving to the house from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. And I saw that it was in Studio City, but I've never been to Studio City. And we're driving by, and I saw the big Warner Brothers like water tower that they've got on their lot. And I was like, oh, Warner Brothers. And I looked down. I was like, oh, this is all Warner Brothers. And then there was yelling to my right. And I turned over. I was like, oh, my gosh, the writer's strike is right here. Yeah, and they yeah. were all there. And I saw Zack Snyder out there. Oh, really? And uh, it was crazy. And then I was like, well, where's that house, though, from the Tarantino <laughs> movie? And I just drove away. Uh, we thought about joining just so we could get some of the, the signs, the picketing signs that yeah. they had out for free. But That'd we were cool. like, if we got caught like picketing for two minutes and then taking the sign, uh, we thought we might get in trouble, so we didn't do it. But more power to them. Uh, yeah. I, I think we need writers for sure. As a writer, I'm not a movie writer, but I'm a songwriter. And I, yeah. I've heard AI can write some pretty good songs too. So I heard they wrote like a better Drake song than, than Drake writes. That's what it's, something recent. It sounds like That's him. not hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Drake? <laughs> You guys don't like Drake? Uh, I have no. no qualms. I don't care. Caleb likes. Caleb doesn't like anybody. I like uh, to start beef. Yeah. Anybody who wants some can get yeah. it. <laughs> Catch the smoke. I really like Drake in uh, Lil Dicky's show, Dave. Oh, I liked yeah. his cameo in season three. Yeah. Um, but I did think Brad Pitt had a better cameo, so I wonder if Brad Pitt might be a better songwriter than Drake, too. I didn't know? watch the finale yet. Oh, dude. Yeah. You know Brad Pitt's in it? Yeah, I do know. I saw right. it on the internet. All right. I won't elaborate on I that mean, but it was a great episode i could have gone to it by now it's been out for months that's fair you know i will say though it was cool because when you get a celebrity cameo it's just like a wink mm -hmm. but brad pitt was actually just in the episode really? and really just was like yeah i'll be in every scene of this thing so it was really cool I, I love that show i think that's like the most accurate representation of like an aspiring artist that i've ever seen just mm -hmm. the the arrogance and the insecurity and the lack of work ethic and discipline and just bucking against everyone who's trying to help you kind of thing so uh, that show made me cry like multiple times, so that's good. Yeah. And the relationship stuff too is really tricky. Being in a band, mm -hmm. you said you're married, right? Mm -hmm. Did kids? Nope, never. How long have you been married? Um, four years. Four years and like two months. Wow. Since so since you've been since you were 22. Yep. Wow. That's really young to get married. That's what I've heard. And where I was, uh, where I where I live, not that young. Really. 19, 20, 21. Most people are married by then if they're going to get married that young. So. And uh, most, like, I think I was the only person in my family that got married after age 22. So uh, my sister got married when she was 18. Other sister when she was 19. You were 19. Yeah, yeah I was 19. Oh, you're married too? I am also married. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And he is 22 right now. I He's been 22. married since he was 19. So. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. What what is uh, What was the relationship building up? Like, how long were you guys dating? Uh, about a year. And we were best friends for, like, three years before that. Wow. Yeah. Six I broke months. the friend zone. You broke your friend zone. I did. You wow. did. Yeah, it happens. It, yep. It's it real, happens, guys. It's real. <laughs> you can do it. It can be done. Just tell her how you feel. <laughs> so how did that? How did that work for you? Uh, well, <laughs> tell a story, man. Yeah, so I was dating this other girl. Oh. And uh, was not was not meant to be, and that's cool. You know, everyone's walking their own path. That's with popcorn paps. That's with popcorn paps. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I told uh, Teresa. Who's my wife? You don't have. Oh, I was like, you don't have to say no. names, but okay. yeah, I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna share the ex's name. There was, I was like, after I started dating this other girl, I was like, hey, you know what's weird? I actually used to like you. That's what I told Teresa uh, when I was dating this other girl. She's like, oh, interesting. And then like a week later, we went to a band Camino concert. And when we got home from the band Camino concert, she was like, hey, 
I still like you too. And I was like, okay. And I got out of the car and I went home and I laid in bed and I stared at the ceiling. I didn't sleep. And I got up and I called my girlfriend and I broke up with her. In and the morning? I, yeah, in the morning. <laughs> Middle of the night. Hey, hey we're done. <laughs> you and I are done. <laughs> well, uh, called her the next day. Um, I was not forthcoming about why I was breaking up with her. <laughs> That's true. In uh, retrospect, I could have been done better. Let's just get it all out now. You were 17, dude. I, yeah, I was, I was 18, but yeah, but know. he acted like it's a 17 year old. So. <laughs> awesome, thanks. Yeah, trying so to help me. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I, I burned that bridge, and then, uh, yeah, I started dating my wife, and then a year later we got married. Wow. Yeah. That's true love right there. Yeah, it is. And you, how did you uh, meet? meet your wife tinder no actually oh no. wow uh, <laughs> no. just thought it'd be a better story <laughs> no uh actually so i was at red rocks um seeing need to breathe and i posted a video and she swiped up on my story and she loved need to breathe and we had talked briefly on instagram like a month before she's from costa rica and i had run into her at a coffee shop in person and kind of knew who she was from college but we never really met and i just told her don't get that coffee it's terrible and it was Costa Rican coffee, like from her home country. Oh, and uh, she was like, well, I'm from Costa Rica. I was like, yeah, but that bag of coffee is bad. This place is not a good coffee shop. And she was like, oh, okay. And then she didn't get it. So then it was like a month and a half. And I was like, she was pretty. My mom had actually mentioned her to me. Um, and she, and I was like, ah, she's too nice. Like that would never work. And so then I was at the Need to Breathe concert and she swiped up on my story. And I was like, hey, like if she's talking to me. I think that's like a green light enough to talk a little bit more. And I was like, do you like concerts? And she said, not really, which was weird because she was talking to me about the Need to Breathe concert. And I was like, well, would you ever consider going to a concert? And she said, if there was a chair provided, I would. So I got, I was like, well, if you come to my band's concert, I will have a table for you and your friends so you don't have to come alone. Put it on the guest list wow. and put a table in a room that had no tables and put four chairs over there and then put a tarp over it. It said, reserved for Mighty. And uh, she showed up thought I was joking about the table so nobody sat there uh, but then in the middle of a song about wondering why I had moved to the Midwest and was wishing I could find a relationship that I liked uh, this giant weird dude just moved out of the way like while he was dancing or something and she was just like this tiny Costa Rican girl right behind him and uh, yeah it was cool and then right after like I didn't get to say goodbye to her or anything I had a lot going on with my former brother-in-law and a lot of that drama happened the same week oh. and um so I didn't get to say anything to her, but then the next day I had another show, and she wished me luck for that show on Instagram. And I was like, okay, I feel like I can ask her out. And I did, and then she she, she was like, you want to go out like, on a date? And I was like, yes, a date. And I didn't hear from her for 24 hours while she vetted me with everybody that she knew that I knew. So she asked like 30 people, like, hey, what do you think of this guy? What do you think of this guy? Like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? And nobody uh, – Nobody knew me well enough to say anything uh, incriminating or uh, undignified, and uh, she she gave me a shot, and I gave her a good cup, a uh, good bag of coffee at the end of the first date. I had a bag from like a wow. good roaster from Costa Rica, and I was gonna keep it for myself if I didn't like her. And I really liked her, and we both were like, <laughs> yeah, ready for the for the other. Exactly, yeah, okay, I was okay. like, maybe she doesn't like me, maybe I won't like her, but I'm not giving her the bag of coffee unless I know that we're gonna go out again. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like an investment into the next date. Um, and then we got along great from date one. It was like, hey, I'm going to travel in a band. I'm going to be gone all the time. And I don't want to be married or with somebody that needs me around. 
because if that's what you're looking for, I can't do it and we'll both be miserable. And I had already done that in high school and like earlier in college. And she was like, no, I actually like to do my own thing. I have a job. I want to have a career. And as long as we have good communication, I'm not worried about where we are like on a map. So you know, I was like, this is perfect. And neither of us wanted kids, still don't. So it's it's been really good. Wow. Yeah. Where, where does she live right now? Uh, Joplin, Missouri, where oh, I live. Oh, Joplin still. Yeah, oh, wow. we've got a house there. And uh, she's from Costa Rica, so we're, we just got some land there. We're trying to build a house there. If, if I can just not spend money on tour, which is my weakness. I love buying things I don't need, like especially little cheap trinkets in like every city. Yeah. Um, like coffee shops, especially like whatever hats, mugs or postcards or stickers. I buy all that stuff and I got to stop. Uh, but once that's under control, we're trying to build a house in Costa Rica so that we can move there. Um, just so she can be with her family. Cause it is lonely when I'm on the road and she's back home, um, in our house with our two cats. So, mm. yeah. Wow. Um, do you speak do you speak Spanish? Do, do they speak Spanish in Costa Rica? They do. They okay. do speak Spanish. I don't speak it. Uh, I understand some of it. Um, it's got it gets better every time I go down. But I've only been down. I want to say three times. It might just be no, just twice. I've been down twice a month at a time each time. But we're trying to start spending our winters there. So I'm doing the Duolingo thing and trying to get my vocabulary where it needs to be, so that when I go down there, I can actually like get used to it quicker. So do you? Do you have a, is this your main source of income? Do you have something else you do? This is the main one. Uh, I started a really cool solar job um, that basically is just like going door to door and setting people up with appointments, and then somebody else comes in and sets them up with solar. Um, so I started doing that like a month, maybe two months out of the year, and uh, that that kind of gets me through the four to five months that we can't tour every year. Hmm. Um, but yeah, this is this is what I do from pretty much April through October. This is what I'm doing. And then December, I don't do anything. Uh, even November, we play some shows too. But then it's like January, February, March, and the first half of April are always the like the desert months where there's nothing. There's no shows. It's too cold to go on the road. Nobody wants to write. Nobody wants to go out. So that's like a hard time to be a musician. But that's when I sell solar. So, mm. um, but yeah, that's pretty much it though. Do you have any, any side hustle or anything? Is this your main source yeah, of income? Yeah, we actually uh, we do the solar job together. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we really like we literally go together to each door because right. neither of us have like the motivation, the inner like there's some type of inner confidence or inner like I don't give a crap like mentality that like I have whenever I'm with other people, but if I'm by myself I get very timid. So yeah. um strength in numbers, codependency would be another word for it probably. Co regulation <laughs> is actually the uh, That's right, co regulation the, the term for it. Yeah. Co regulation's good. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it is. It's where uh it's where like you do better if someone's watching you. Hmm. and you don't chicken out on doors. Uh, I don't... Yeah? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's exactly what it says in the <laughs> textbooks, too. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Yeah. Just going with a good friend or a brother. <laughs> yeah. You seem like you watch uh, watch some motivational speakers. Do you watch any motivational speakers? Get, like, those vibes from you that you could just you could just talk all day about, like, being positive or something like that. I could do that, yeah. Um... Yeah, a little bit, man. I um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Before he was a problem, uh, I had gotten into Jordan Peterson. So yeah. before, like, he kind of went out there and just got in trouble, like, with everybody. Not like, not even the initial stuff, but just like his his rules for life about getting your life in order, that kind of thing. That kind of spurred me on to other people that are similar, like Cameron Haynes, and uh, what was the other guy I listened to? The guy who wrote like Atomic Habits and know. the Power of Habit. Basically, I'm obsessed with um like 
order in mm. in like organizational skill and discipline because I'm not a naturally disciplined person. I like I get excited about everything and uh, having rules for my day to day and having good habits and like the way that changes the way your brain functions that kind of thing. I've just been really into that lately because balancing like the sales job and being married and trying to have friendships that are not involved in any of those things mm. and then also touring in a rock band and like it's very entrepreneurial, like all of it. So I think like I do have that that kind of uh, lean in me. But I, I do like I'm trying to think. I don't watch a lot of motivational speaking. I think when I first started the other band, Guys on a Bus, I was obsessed with Gary V, who is just yeah. like the crazy YouTube Instagram podcast guy, yeah. who is just crazy hype and gets mad when other people are like being mopey about their own projects. Mm-hmm. And I do resonate with that, and that got me very, very motivated. And I've just, I got so many buddies who are just like, let's go climb a mountain just because we're not in shape. And then we go do it, and it doesn't go well. And it's just like that kind of thing. But like seeing every fail is like a, like a, you know, learning experience, as corny as that is, but that really does help. Even the worst shows in the world, it's like, we'll just laugh about it in the car and be like, that was awful. What did we do wrong? And what went wrong that we could have avoided if we had just asked more questions? Or, you know, like, how did we get into this show? That was not a show we should be playing, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So I don't know. I've just kind of gotten to a place where um, most things, there's very few things that really are like a curveball that I wish didn't happen, you know. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I do like I like my life. I like where things are at and where things are going. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What do you What do you think about the motivational speaker well, thing? Uh, I don't know. I think the the mentality we try to adopt is just to not care about what we look like and just try and stay as stone cold as possible and just focus on whatever we're doing in the moment so like whenever we're selling door to door we try and just turn our phones off and just not think about the band think about money that we need just hone in on where we are i think we do that on the road too uh we do it in the studio just like trying to just say like hyper focused on what you're doing in the moment because it's really easy to drive yourself crazy if you're uh, thinking about all of it on tour, thinking about songs you need to write, or thinking about money you should be making, knocking doors. Yeah. But uh, yep. Yeah. It's true. You just gotta focus on the show, and the show will be great. And then when you get in the studio, don't think about the shows. Don't think about your guarantees. Don't think about money. Don't, don't think even about think about what your how, how well the song is gonna do, either. or how well the song yeah. is gonna do with the streams or editorial Spotify placements you're gonna get. Just focus on making the song in the moment, and the song will be better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just mostly just like a like a very cautious optimism and also a little bit of cynicism, like knowing like nothing nothing's gonna be amazing, one hundred percent. But if there's like a lot of cool stuff happening, like really shouldn't be complaining, honestly. And that's 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 where I'm at, I think. So, hell yeah. Um, what about new music? You guys have anything upcoming that the uh, people listening to you guys can look forward to? Yeah, so we just put out a song on Friday, and uh, it's called Last so Friday. it's called So Different, um, and I love that song. We've got like four or five more songs coming out. I think at the end of the summer, we're supposed to put out an EP. You never know when other people are kind of like involved in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but assuming that's still a good time to release music, we're going to put out like five songs in September. And then we're also touring a ton. So if, if you like the way we talk, you might like our music too. And if you like our music, then you can come see us at a show and it'll be like nothing like this, but it will be the same faces. If you like hearing so. us talk, just wait till you hear us sing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good tagline. Um, but yeah, no, we're touring mostly. That's the big thing is a lot of festivals and just we are doing this thing that we're trying to trying this out where anybody that messages messages us in advance um, or follows us anywhere can find out where we're hanging out before the show 
and after the show. We pick like public, like pizza places, that kind of thing, where we can meet fans and kind of create a more like friendship basis um, so that we can build relationships long term with everybody that vibes with our music like across the country. That's like a new thing we started just a couple weeks ago, and that's been that's really fun. Really fun so far, like throwing little pizza parties. And people don't believe it. it. It was just a thing I saw bands doing to go viral on TikTok where they'd be like, we'll have pizza with you if you do this. And we were like, we should totally do that, but then we should actually like show up for that party, you know, and not just make it like a, a marketing tool, but like also be like, like go hang out with people. And, you know, we end up talking to a lot more people that way and meeting people from every walk of life. It's been really cool. So, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Um, tonight you guys going to be at Brews. I know you guys probably have to get out of here sometime soon, right? Yes. Yeah, we probably should. All right. Can they? Can you shout out your socials so the people can follow you? Yeah. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, at WeAreFoxRoyal. Threads. Threads. We're on Instagram threads. Uh, threads we- by Meta. <laughs> you say Shout out Zuckerberg, at WeAreFoxRoyal. We're using your new thing. We are. We're we are. Really Reward us. Oh, we're on YouTube as well, but we're not great at it. We've got like music videos and then one YouTube short. That I just posted a couple days ago, so uh, yeah, those are our social medias. Please look us up on Spotify. Um, Fox Royale is our handle. I think we're the only band called Fox Royale, which is cool. So um, if we're playing near you, or even if we're not playing near you, like you could drive from Toronto, Canada, to Denver, Colorado, if the show is worth it, you know. So just that's all I'm asking is just maybe drive 10, 14 hours, and then tell us you did, and we'll even we'll even like pay for half the pizza so great that's a great deal yeah Yeah, i'll follow you guys around all right y'all street champs fox royale come get put on follow us on apple podcast spotify all that all right peace what's up guys we just hit 2000 subs we're trying to make it three help us out hit the subscribe button peace